here at ACO Radio, American Communications Online, or any affiliated stations or websites are not responsible for what guests, hosts, or call-ins may say. All programming is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only.
Hello, testing one, two. Well, 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 we are. We're live on the air today. It's Sunday, July 18th in the year 2021 of our Lord, as we used to say, before Christ existed, BCE, for all you out there that are keeping up. But are you keeping up? And that is the question, because today we're going to speak with Pastor Richard T. Knight, metaphysician for Ascension Church Ohana. He is part of our Ascension Cosmos Oracles, bona fide, qualified, and I have tested him on many occasions that I personally could know that I could work with such a humanoid, sentient, intelligent being (laughs) walking the planet with me, just as Enoch. Have you read the book of Enoch? I hope you have. There are many books uh, that are in the Ethiopian Orthodox Bible, and many people in America, where I grew up in North America, were only given the King James Version. It wasn't until I grew up and became a woman, a woman now, and decided to educate myself in the world of metaphysics, esoterics, And also, in the later years, after I got out of government service, 50 years, from May 10th, 1967 to May 10th, 2017, did I truly open up and start looking around in the world for all those things I did and all the people I met, including J. Allen Hynek, that asked me to help him. And I didn't understand what he was asking for, but being that Senator Strom Thurmond at one time uh, and I talked about UFOs, it all makes sense now. And I've asked Richard T. Knight to help me get my thoughts in line to do the calling I was asked to do when I was ordained in a gold pyramid in Houston, Texas. And I met Stephen Halpern, the godfather of all New Age music. He is the uh, one that we listened to during the time we had Wayne Dyer, and we were all about being motivational speakers. Tony Robbins is probably the best known out there, still out there, and uh, many others. We read Think Can Go Rich. We have a we have a path, and we read many of the same books. Well, Richard also read a lot of books and lived in California. And he, too, had a calling to the church at an early age. And he and I have been building a new reality that we were asked to do by those higher up that are light beings, are the powerful ones, are the deity, are deities, depending on what you ascribe to in Hyperion way of lifestyle, are those of you that follow mythology as theology, as science, We call it spiritual science. So today, for all of those listening, I'd like to have a discussion with Richard T. Knight, and we're going to throw the ball back and forth and get used to being back here in this reality because I come and go so much, I'm not even sure that all of me is here. And I want to talk about that because world science was talking about the intent is sending out because we are thoughts and vibrations and waves at the light body or neutron, proton, electron level. So, Richard T. Knight, I heard you say a few words. 
<laughs> because you were live <laughs> while I was <laughs> playing this show. Crazy. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> I love that term. Are we all crazy for even being on this planet? Is this a zoo uh, hypothesis? Richard T. Knight, if you'd like to talk a moment, deliver yourself, sir, as Sir Thomas Knight or Sir Rick or Pastor Rick, because I have a feeling you and I have had many past lives together. We may discuss that today because this is going to be an interesting live show and recording. So you're on the air. You've been on the air for a while. So tell us, Richard, what have you got for us today? Tell, tell people a little about you, and we'll go from there. I like to do that every recording. All right. Well, of course, my name is Richard T. Knight. I go by Rick most commonly. Um, I was born in California, and uh, at the time of my birth, I was not separated from the overall consciousness or the divinity of us all or what have you. So, therefore, I was born with 14 senses instead of five. Um, this was truly a magnificent gift, but also kind of a curse at the same time. As you know, all, most people act rather strangely when you can levitate and move objects with your mind and these kind of things. So anyway, this put me upon a path of becoming a truth seeker. And uh, yes, I, did, I was ordained as a minister at the ripe old age of 19 through Universal Life Church. And I was a participant in Grace House, which was a drop-in center for youth at the time in Northern California. And we counseled youth that were either running away or were mixed up in drugs or gangs or what have you. And we healed them the best to our ability. Um, Of course, eventually, Grace was already fairly old at the time. And eventually, the church uh, ministry actually moved to Mount Shasta much, much later in life. But anyway, uh, yes, I have read hundreds and hundreds of books uh, because naturally I have an insatiable curiosity. My insatiable curiosity basically led my path in life. Um, I later became uh, an investigator, both on the civil level and on the federal level. Uh, I've worked for lots of agencies, lots of corporations, individuals, and all this kind of stuff. And of course, at the same time, Uh, never denying the thirst that I had for the unknown and the esoteric. And so basically, you know, uh, became a theologian. Um, To date, I have four degrees, a doctorate in theology, uh, religious science, divinity, and metaphysics. Um, I have studied a great many individuals and a great many uh, different pathways down through the 70s and the 80s, and of course, here we are now in 2021. I have a wide variety of experience that I call upon, uh, from a paranormal investigator to being a psychic, to being a tarot reader, to being uh, psychic intuitive, to being an impressionist and a reader of energy. So therefore, that spans the gap. In addition to all this, uh, I have at my second call, you could say, a great many past life experiences, uh, because my Akashic record has been uh, downloaded, I guess you could say, in a manner of speaking. So when I walked, you know, out in the day's course, 
uh, I have all of this gifted wisdom and information and experience at hand so that when I'm encountering a given situation, I know where to go and what to do and so on and so forth. And I've also had lots of lots of encounters um, of a paranormal nature with uh, entities and beings that are of light, beings that are of sound, beings that are not so fun, because uh, I've explored both sides of the path, one could say, both our darker nature and our lighter nature. And I have reached the conclusion that, yes, uh, we are in a very fun place that is ruled pr primarily by our thoughts and our intentions, and that we create amongst ourselves as an overall consciousness what the entirety of the race experiences in general and then of course we as co-creators also create our own reality as we experience it on a day-to-day -day basis so that's pretty much me and that's pretty much where i'm coming from i'm very spiritual in nature and insight and i always put spirit before all else back to you teresa very good. All right. Well, Richard and I are going to create the future, and it's a, a daunting task because people are changing the future uh, faster than most people can keep up. And I know many of you feel like you're, you're just overwhelmed with all the knowledge that is being thrown at you now that we have gone into cyberspace for real with your uh, existence in what we call cyberspace culture and we're working with the open source intelligence community for all those that want to take data and put it on the road we call the internet highway so uh, there is a, a way to work together uh, and we are providing a platform here in the United States of America and I've also been asked to be on uh, some other shows, uh, and used to, I'd turn them down, but now I'm feeling uh, the calling to go out and just, if someone wants to know something or wants me to be with them, uh, I'll take on that task, and Richard may go with me if he's got the time, and uh, we're going to be talking about how the future is now, so we are sharing our future now, and the Ascension Cosmos Oracles, well, we are real, and uh, we have a group that we have started uh, through the years that is growing, and uh, of course, you know if you're in it. I had people ask me, how do I know if I'm a light worker or a truth seeker when I started using those terms on the Internet? Now, I'm older than dirt, and I follow the path after, uh, I guess one might say, uh, the new age because I started the ascension age and I'm owning my uh, words now that so the algorithms can find me because I have so much material out there for everybody that want to study the ACO and the ACE our ascension cosmos oracles ascension church ohana I use it also for my platform American communications online but on Sundays it's strictly for sharing our world science our world spirituality and people like Richard that is a pastor in our Ascension Church Ohana now talking about you because that's what people want to know about well but what about me well we're all connected and you know we survive when we stay together and you know animals huddle together uh, people huddled to huddle together 
and talking about the beginning of the book of Enoch and what information is out there, it's up for you to find it when it crosses your path. So we're going to help guide people. People have written me and asked me and gotten to, uh, very uh, intimate with me on a level of wanting me to teach them. And so the government, uh, while I was working for the government, I was strictly involved with marketing, public relations, but basically writing and being unobserved. My, the trick was to be there, be present, where two or more present, he is there also. And he meaning uh, the one and only ascension God, I guess one might say, uh, because some people believe in the deities that came and went. And this is what Richard and I are writing about now, but also those above. Now, the angel Uriel, I don't know if any of you know this or not, but took uh, Enoch up, all right, and uh, took him on a tour of the planet. And uh, you can read this yourself. And we also, uh, not only the Book of Enoch, but the Upanishads and the Bhagavad Gita, there's a lot of books out there. Uh, And in the old countries of where many civilizations started. But let me tell you, I've uh, forgotten more than I know now because when I used to do a lot of research, I gathered it in libraries. And for years, just like Richard, we both were investigators by trade. If you wonder, that's how we made our money and we took care of ourselves in different parts of the world and the government. But here in America... And we had uh, Benjamin Franklin and, uh, I guess, uh, Thomas Jefferson and all the greats uh, started this thing with libraries. And also, uh, it's still a thing today where once a president uh, is going out of office, they will usually have a library named after them. And usually in their home state is, uh, you know, everyone gets one usually, or what goes in their library, and uh, it's always been a thing. So now that we have the Internet, I don't know if that's going to be a tradition that keeps up, but just in case the future is now, if we don't have libraries, people can go and read books or discs or find information of weekly newspapers that are steadily going away. Uh, We used to keep up with information uh, with newspapers that were printed out daily, and uh, now we've gone more from written, the word, to it being like we're doing now, live streaming and then recording podcasts. And uh, it's not a trend. It's not going away. It's been around over 20 years. It's just that I've been doing it for nine years, and Richard just as long here on Blog Talk Radio, so almost, I think he said eight, versus 2012, he came in right there, 2012, 2013, too, with another lady. And uh, people come and go with Richard and I while we're giving out information, but just like the old world that we were brought up into, we're the old guys now because they had newspapers, magazines, hard copy books, and uh, they still do. You can find them, and a lot of people collect these things. Well, here in the metaphysical world, we collect books that we went to growing up to occult metaphysical bookstores, and we were searching out a truth that is much deeper on the path, the journey. And uh, people have 
that separated themselves into various groups, some that follow the Edgar Casey, they call it A-R-E, and then there's those, the Rosicrucians, and they uh, came over uh, from Europe and started in Pennsylvania historically. But there's a lot of knowledge put in these books, and it gives you the understanding that the stories are what holds culture together. The stories we tell each other, the stories we share in our groups, and uh, spiritual travels are very interesting because even before we had the Internet, we could find each other, and we would go to these events, big events, and uh, meet each other if we were entrepreneurs. And now I'd like to talk to you about that because being an entrepreneur, being someone that's self-starter and has their own ideas, this is what the true essence of who we are as spirit bodies. We go back to our soul, over soul, our, our original creation, so to speak, before we come down into these uh, creations, these DNA bodies that someone else made for us, our parents. Uh, note, usually in the past it's been a mother and father. Now they can make people and animals and petri dishes and sperm donor kits are sent to women that don't have a, a, a male in their life to make a baby. But women are still responsible for making the babies on this planet. So we have a male-female uh, twist on what body you get when you come down here. Do you want to be a male or a female? Well, in our reality, Richard and I are embracing today's uh, tone for the LGBTQ, et cetera, et cetera question mark, uh, and all the colors and the new flag. Uh, we've, we've got you know red, orange, yellow, green, blue, and to go violet, but we're adding other colors a light blue, a brown, and a black for embracing all colors of unity and the new movements. And I don't know how a lot of you feel about that, but it is happening and is is real. And we, as we come down here into these bodies, you may or may not uh, ascribe or subscribe to the reality on the spiritual path that you chose your parents. Now, I happen to have had a long education from May 12th of 1972 through, well, today even, but I am uh, as a Latter-day Saint, and a lot of things have changed. But I watched that Mormon group uh, because Brigham Young and uh, Joseph Smith was said to work together over New York, where I've been to where Joseph Smith is allegedly uh, in a beautiful place in New York, Uh, got the golden plates from an angel. That angel was called Moroni. Now, uh, that is a very uh, interesting uh, story that most people cannot prove or disprove, but many people work on that. But there are beautiful temples around the world. It's one of the fastest-growing American-made religions in the world, and yet the man was tarred and feathered and uh, sent on his way and had uh, he was a mason and <laughs> a lot of things happened but being that I went as far as possibly as I could go including being sealed in a temple which doesn't mean much to most people but in that particular religion you are sealed to the person you're married to at the time my husband deceased and then after that I was allowed to marry another in the Navy 
And I learned a lot in spiritual world how they make it known in physical reality to do things and to know things. And, you know, whether we subscribe or not to various religions, it's, uh, world religions come and go. But this spiritual journey that Richard and I are on never stops. That's what I found increasingly uh, interesting. And it aroused my curiosity because metaphysics and the esoterics, uh, the word in theology uh, and in folklore, because mythos and mythology, the myths we tell ourselves and the stories of these bodies we have, whether male or female, there's always been the aliens, those that visit the planet. And this spiritual journey is always seeking and we're always curious beings working together to share our own spiritual path and finding synchronicity and serendipity and how to make life better for an individual. But a lady came along but, uh, later in life after a Roswell, and uh, the reason we use Roswell as a bookmark is the most famous uh, story for aliens uh, coming and leaving a spacecraft behind. Uh, with two beings that were told to do that at another level of existence. And we have past life memories tied into these beings that we study and uh, in alienology and spirituality and how people recognize in all these world religions like the Dogon tribe, they say they come from, learn their spirituality and who they are as a tribe uh, from the Sirius group and uh, the uh, Cherokee Indians and a lot of the Indian groups come from uh, groups in the sky. And uh, they say they came from the Pleiades. And uh, there's many groups that you can check out. And Richard and I, uh, doing historical research for reasons that everybody else already knows it. Everything they say we say has already been said. Everything we know has already been known. But it's up to each individual when you come here in a male or female body to decide how you want to live. And the latest reality is that we're accepting that some people's spirit may come in and want to be something completely different than what they are found to be uh, as a male or female. And that is okay, folks. And also, whether they come in and find out they have black skin versus white skin. And that also may or may not be part of our reality, but it sure looks like it when you can see it and people in today's reality, we've been uh, taught to believe certain things in our educational process. And in this time on the planet, it's Richard and my job as directors of the Ascension Center organization online and the ACO International is to help people around the world adjust to having a spiritual journey as essences, as spirits, as thoughts, as light waves, as those that wanted to come here and serve a higher purpose. So in part of the journey of the Ascension Age, you find out that you are in service to others. First, you learn about yourself and how you can be a part and how you can study and learn the skills and tools of the talent and trait of being human. 
And this is something that not everybody really embraces. So we have found that most people that have been on a similar journey are on this raising consciousness, raising awareness, and knowing about most of the world religions and these beings that come down here and guide us at certain times. And even some uh, of the uh, uh, Marawata, are the, uh, there's a name for uh, the people off of the coast of Africa. And uh, the, there's tales in our myths. So I have the Ace Folklife Society for Myth and Legends and for the alien contact experiencers. And uh, I, while I was in Hawaii, met some of these beings that came up out of the water. And uh, there's tales in our history of beings that live under the ocean, one of the most unexplored you know that this world is a water planet, all right? Only 1% of the land of all of the world, most 99% of it's underwater, okay? So we're considered like a blue marble out there in space. So those that train me, I've come and gone, so is Richard, but we have a unique talent for knowing in this reality whether you have uh, dreamed it uh, you've been in a lucid dream where you know you're dreaming, but you're waking up into a whole new dimension or reality, but it's as real as this one, lucid dreaming. And there's even a higher part of you that actually comes and goes like a time traveler, that part of your essence that actually came down. And it's above that part of you that is your conscious and your subconscious and lives in your superconscious, above your parasympathetic nervous system. And so with my experience living and dying and living and dying and returning to this planet, I feel like um, was this the reality I was supposed to be in? Was I supposed to keep returning? So we discuss out-of-body experiences, near-death experiences, along with your dream state in our mythos, in our mythology, in our metaphysics. Uh, did you invite somebody, Richard? Let me see who this is. I'm just You're curious kidding. today. Hi, 650-815. Are you part of the Hello. Our group? Hi. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I was just uh, wondering if I could get a mini reading. Okay. Well, we can do that. I'm going to start doing that again with Richard. But how did okay. you know we do that? It's not listed. Um, I used <laughs> I think I heard you in the past. I'm not sure. Oh, you just happen to be today is the day for you, huh? Richard and <laughs> I, I, so. uh, are, are doing a show about everything. And people uh-huh. people like to know the future and what's going on and how we can help them on their path spiritually. Well, uh, can we ask your name and uh, if you'd be interested in... Uh, us helping you with the, that. Can you help us by telling people about sure. us and what we do? Good. Uh, Richard? Uh, sure, sure. I, yeah. Okay. Well, Richard, we've got Ascension Cosmos Oracles out there. But, yeah, Richard, if you'll follow along with me today, uh, we're talking about the alien contact experience, the essence of who we are, folks, and how we come here. But many people will just pull up spirituality and I guess they just assume that that's what's going to happen no matter what. So I'm not going to deny myself or others. 
by uh, not sharing what I guess God's gift has given us to do is to help others. Uh, well, tell us your name, where you're calling from, and what uh, you can ask us a question. And Richard and I read will read the best we can because I'm not pulling my cards today. These are going to be high level, just tuning into consciousness and do the best we can to tune into you and your consciousness and see how what's out there in the web or the cosmic field. If uh, so, give us your name and where you're calling from. Thank your you. Question yeah, today. sure. I appreciate that. My name is Miranda. I'm calling from New Jersey, and um, my question is. Uh, regarding work, I'm looking for some work part-time, and um, I'm engaging with one uh, company currently, just um, getting through some bureaucratic red tape. I'm just wondering if you see that going through. Um, Miranda, I feel like you've got three choices. I, I normally, I would just say yes, but um, mm-hmm. it feels like you're looking for something that's not your best overview. I really feel like that you have something to offer that hasn't really manifested itself to you yet, but I feel like you're being considered, and it may be one of three people. So uh, you've already done all your work. You're, you've sent in your resume or what all, and have you actually had a physical meeting and you're in the decision process? Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it's just a matter of time. Um, I it's it should go through. I'm just wondering whether you see that going through, or just um, whether it's going to be fruitful. You know, I feel like there's a Miranda, Sally, Sarah type of uh, interest there. And whatever mm-hmm. you attempt, are you dating and dealing with your other issues right now? Uh, dealing with You're my pre- other issues. Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Your mother's still alive? Uh, she, uh, she is, yes. Mm-hmm. You, you don't live with her, do you? No, I don't. Good. Okay. Well, uh, with what I'm I'm feeling, Richard, how do you feel about her? Uh, this is her future with her uh, job. And I feel like she's either one of three that they're considering or there's two other options she's not considered. How do you feel, Richard, with her? You want to talk to her a few minutes more? Well, sure. My first impression was, you know, that there were three opportunities that uh, were all arising on the horizon kind of simultaneously. Uh, My impression as to what is going on now is that, yes, this will go through, but it will also be a kind of like a springboard or a diving board from which you actually launch yourself into something more that is more in alignment with what you're called to do or what actually brings you pleasure in life. In other words, this is just like a to be a temporary thing, not necessarily a long-range thing, and that other opportunities are about to show themselves in the very near future. Mm-hmm. I see. So you're getting the same hit I'm getting. So it's a threefold part of you, Miranda. I don't know what's going on with you. I feel like there's something overbearing. Can you tell me, what is that feeling of overbearing? Because you've got a beautiful spirit. Don't get me wrong. I'm trying to help you through this. I feel mm-hmm. like you're you're going to get the position if you choose it, but there's some hesitation in the universe, the Akashic field, because there's two other women 
Sally and Sarah that want this as well, and there are two S's near an M, so that's a good deal. A lot of times we work on those waves. Uh, your perception should not be holding you back as to, you know, your spiritual journey. But uh, I feel like if you go ahead and take this, will you please, because you're looking at contracts in the future for mm -hmm. at least a year of something mm -hmm. that is more important Okay, so uh, are you? Uh, what part of the country are you in? Are you in San Francisco area or New York? Uh, no, I'm in the New York area. That's what I thought. Can you tell me just, I mean, I'm reading the energy around you, but what is this about San Francisco area? What is I that about you? There. I used to live oh, there. Oh, you used to live there. In that area. But you're yeah. in New York. Yeah. Did you yeah. tell me you you were calling from New York? I told you I was calling from New Jersey. <laughs> so, oh, New Jersey. Okay. Believe it or not, yeah. I didn't even hear that. That is strange. Okay. okay. Well, Richard, uh, I've got to crank up here, Miranda, to get uh, more information on you. But I can see a sunny day for you, but it seems to be crowded by two other things that you're really good at. So maybe this is what you put in for, but it's not you perfectly. Does that make sense? It's not the perfect position. So just don't, uh, you know, give it all your energy that's going to come forth, and you've got to really believe that this is what you want. But I feel like there's something, an overshadowing reality for you that's going to help you grow, which is all about being a light being inside a human form, right, and knowing who you are. Mm -hmm and doing mm -hmm. and serving others. And I feel like this is something you're going to do and you're going to settle for because you need the money. <laughs> but it's mm -hmm. it's not all of you. So you're still growing on your spiritual path. And when we look at your journey, it's always about knowing who you are. And that's why I like to pull cards and know who you are. I see more of you uh, in the mm -hmm. archetypes, you know. But uh, you have a pleasing personality, and you're also very nice looking, so that's going to help a lot. And uh, the fact that you're very interested. Now you present yourself very professional. Are you? Uh, can I ask you what field of study that you're going for or, or working in? I guess I'm not. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it would be the, around the, the counseling field. That's what I thought. Uh, you mm -hmm. just felt like that. Um, mm -hmm. I I feel like that you're going to take it, but you you really need to consider that if there's two other people they're considering, then there means there's two other options for you as well because when one door closes another one opens but I'm getting that you're going to do exactly what you want to do and I'm I really feel like are you you're you're guided spiritually I've I feel like your your higher guide is asking me to help you point the way but uh, do you wear any pink at all have you thought about pink um, I don't wear too much pink but um... It's no, something uh, you may want to consider, a very okay. light pink, like you're getting mm -hmm. married in a very, instead of white, a very mm -hmm. pale, light pink. And uh, okay. present yourself as feminine as you can because 
uh, as a counselor, you're going to be uh, thought of strongly like myself. When we're authoritative, uh, some of the colors will help blend us into the reality we're creating. And uh, I, I realize your angels are telling me, your guides are mm-hmm. uh, directing me to help you point the way. And I can actually see one holding the hand up, uh, showing you through the dark and the light so that's very interesting that's good because i was called to make sure i did this show today which may be for just you alone who knows there's someone else waiting too so we'll get to them but uh, Mm -hmm. miranda feel good about what you're doing feel positive because it only belief is the most powerful essence we have and uh, the energy to send out and then to receive is very important but I feel like you've done your job. You've done everything you can do. And uh, if you really want this job, I want you to really, really sleep on it. But then mm-hmm. see yourself two or three years from now, not five. But right. is this what you want to be doing two or three years from now? Could you do that? So oh, go yeah. Ahead and yeah. That you... All right. Mm-hmm. Well, live in the moment of the future now that you've already accepted that job. But what, what does that look like to you? Does it feel good? Is it one of these jobs you have to report in? You can do at home? Or is it something that is going to expand your future for the next? It'll look good on your resume. How's that? Will this look good I on think your resume? It will look good on the resume, and I don't see me doing it for forever. It's, I, I feel like it's more a stepping stone. Good. Yeah, that's what I need to hear you say. Well, just believe in yourself and know that this is something you want. You've done all your work. You've been due diligence, and you have at least two other possibilities. So if you haven't put any more on Indeed, you go ahead and update your LinkedIn and your Indeed uh, mm-hmm. and make sure everything's up to date, right, including your picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, stay in the job that you're doing, but don't get discouraged. Have you worked around a gentleman before that was like the head of uh, something to do with psychiatry? But uh, this older doctor, do you know who I'm talking about? This gentleman? No, no. This, this. All right. Well, maybe that's the future. Yeah, that's got to be the guy in the future. All right, well, just be aware. There's many mm-hmm. people out there that are changing their reality, and they're very good at it. And there's someone out there that's looking for you. I don't know. I don't. Men sometimes come up, sometimes they don't. But <laughs> there's mm-hmm. a gentleman out there that would like to know you, so keep that in mind if you don't mind. And, uh, mm-hmm. Just tune back in. And uh, Can you call me back, Miranda? Let me know how things went. Do you mind? Sure, I'll call you back. No worries. Well, well, thank you both. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yeah, I don't know how helpful that is, but it feels positive. But remember, you've got to be it now, right? Do it now. Be You've got to be it Mm -hmm. in order to do it, in order to have it. That's one of the old school mantras, right? And uh, you're very good at helping others, no doubt. Very good. Very nice looking, very pleasant, very good spirit. And you've got your guides watching over you. I mean, I don't usually just see them manifest, but yours is pointing in a direction I'm like okay I get that all right so they uh, apparently they like what you did so that's a good deal so I would think that if you're 
guides can talk to other people in, in like in hyperspace or in uh, the ascension process. You're on a you're on a good path. So just stay good, Miranda. Stay mm-hmm. good. <laughs> I will stay good. good. Thank. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. Have a good evening. Bye. You Have too. a blessed Sunday. That's sweet, Miranda. Yeah. I was getting two or three at the same time. Nine one seven. Right. Hi. Let's see who this Hi. Where are you calling from, and what's your name? My name is Grace, and I would like to uh, get a message from my dog who passed away three weeks ago in a day. Oh. Okay. Describe him for us. And give us the age of passing. Seventeen and a half was a white, fluffy, small Pekingese dog. Oh, beautiful. Okay, lived a good life. You loved him dearly. Uh, what was his name? Uh, B. I'll just call him B on the radio. Oh, okay. Yeah, you don't want to give out too much information. Okay, uh, Richard's probably better at speaking to souls that have passed, but folks, we're all alive and we're all energy. Everything is the same. It's just some of us have more of a level as we level up, whether we've been a rock or a tree or part of the earth or return to earth. Now, that's just our bodies. Some of us live in animals uh, for a reason. We wanted to. And I just feel like that you're asking a question that you want to hear B speak about, uh, okay, what is it about feathers? Uh, Okay, a little bitty, he had a toy. He had a toy, and so you would know what this is. And it had a little bitty feather he pulled off, a little tiny piece of fluff, fur. And uh, he wants you to know that he's in a good place. So uh, where he is is changing to be something else now. He's going to be, no, he wants to come back again. Okay. He's already creating a black and tan. Oh, my goodness. He wants to be a German shepherd. (laughs) Okay. That's what I'm getting for you is that he is coming back, but he wants you to remember toy. So do you have that toy? He pulled off a little piece. His favorite toy, he pulled off a little piece. Uh, if it helps you, it's sort of a grayish, blackish, I don't know, a color, a little toy. You know what I'm talking about? Um, I have a little. The feather, um, not so. But there is a feather thing that I'm into, but the toy... Uh, I have to think about that. Well, think about how that goes together because it must be a memory coming through. Uh, Resonance yeah. these memories that come through when he you're does, asking for He does probably. He does, I mean, I think what comes to my mind is if I maybe if I put a feathery thing around him, he would just bite it, you know, <laughs> like yeah. wow. And that oh. was kind of cute. Oh, okay. Well, he was like a big dog. He loved all dogs. 
He was like a big dog. Wasn't afraid of anything. Yeah. And, I really... Uh, I feel like that he, I don't know, I I'm, I'm, I'm really love animals, and you got the right lady for talking to animals, because, or dogs, especially because I'm a dog person. <laughs> I've got a cat and a dog. But uh, Richard, do you, can you see any anything from B or feel anything in the essence or the cosmic field? Because, you know, coming back is whatever, but I was going to get into that, talking about our choices to come back and return. Uh, some people believe it's a contract that we make ourselves. Others believe it's strictly up to God or source. But, Richard, can you feel anything? All I know is that, that, you know, B went, B went to a happy place and is running around uh, barking, filled with joy, and that uh, wants you to know that, you know, all things are good and that... Uh, you may sense them around you at times because they do come back to uh, oftentimes lighten our mood, you could say. In other words, just like you may see them out of the corner of your eye and they'll be there briefly for a second and then the next second, of course, they're gone. But the whole purpose is, of course, is to bring you joy, not only from the relationship that you had with them as a fur baby per se, but also from the aspect being that to let you know that they're fine and that all is okay. Yeah. If, if you get yeah. another, uh, you know, they have the brown and they have the black, the Saturn, it's blue-black Pekingese. I'm yeah. almost seeing if you replace him. But he's, from what I can see, there's no replacing that love. But, you know, he wants you to move on. So uh, look at those blue-black Pekingese. I have a black Pekingese. I adopted one last year. Oh. And, yeah, it's not a replacement for sure not, but it's very, very comforting that they've known each other and everything. And she is black. Like, I would have never even, like, how would I have even gotten this one? I don't even know. It was through the pandemic, and she came from Europe. And it was very difficult to get her over here. But she finally came, and she is definitely has those colors that you're saying, mentioning. Um, good. Well, yeah, because I can't believe a dog can tell me, you know, get this. But, yeah, he was. I was going to tell you a, a girl. So, apparently. That's what it can, is. She's a girl. Yeah. Well, he's, uh, wow, a very powerful little dog you've got. So, apparently. He knows, or you know, or both of you know, that this is possible. So, like I said, belief is very powerful. So you must have been around people that were psychic, or he read you very good to be able to send back energy, because that's even good for Houdini. But, yeah, he's very comforted about you replacing. He not really, he, uh, You can't replace that love, but he gets that on a psychic level. So, uh, but yeah, the little girl, blackish blue, pure gray, you know, black, the Pekingese is uh, yeah. his, he's very comforted with that. So that would be his message to you is to please be comforted with her because he wants to come back as a German shepherd, but he's taking his time like right now, just <laughs> being himself for a while, you know. 
<laughs> no, he's he's fine. I'm very very grateful. This was a beautiful message. Now I'm glad he wants to come back, and um, you know I'll let him. I'll talk to him and say like I'm not sure about German Shepherd, but we'll think we'll we'll have a discussion <laughs> over that one. He wants to be one. a police dog. Yeah, he wants to be a police dog. I don't know why. He must have seen one or been around one or walked by one. Oh. But in 17 and a half years, he got a lot of knowledge. But he has a respect for policemen. A dark skin. I can see that. Well, uh, he the used cat. to work. He he used to come to the uh, hospital where there were police officers and things like that. He may have picked some up from there. Who knows? Yeah, well, he's very big on that. And uh, so you take okay. care of the little girl that he says that's very comforting to him. But you know uh-huh. that that is a good message to take care of her. And he knows yeah. that's not a replacement because he is who he is. You know, he is, he is the man in your life. <laughs> Absolutely. But, but letting oh him God. know that you you can still love and talk to him because nothing ever, you know, everything, nothing comes from nothing and nothing ever disappears. So if folks, if you want to, the message here to everyone is if you love something and you have to let it go and it comes back to you, it always was yours. And that is we can't own anything because everything is the same, but we take on various forms but the message is always out of goodness and love. And love is the ingredient. It is the soup and the stories that bind us together. So you call, is you call it, us and go ahead. So does, is he like around me or is he, he going to see you? But he's up in another level. He's in a different level because uh, they're able to see us like on videos if they so choose. Just whether you're an animal or human or alien or anything, you can actually just like exactly, exactly. It's like a right, right, right. Oh my God! I was trying to do that. I was trying to tune into him and see if he was okay and everything. I'm like, am I making this stuff up or not? Like, who knows? But I appreciate that because everything comes from source. So it's created by source and it returns to source in in any way source chooses to, you know. That's right. Thoughts are things and animals can think and animals can do. And, you know, the toy was just a way of getting you in tune with what was coming. Oh, that was so cute. That toy when he just like choo-choo-choo-choo-choo and he would like bite it like real. It was so adorable. That well, was he wants my love. I find out that, you know, with wanting to be a, a German shepherd or, or in charge, uh, the police officer, uh, our police well, dog. He was police. like a German shepherd walking around, like he had his own little spring. But this new dog, what are you, any messages from her? Her name starts uh, with an A. I'm not getting anything except that he uh, knows that you can't replace him with him, but he wanted you to have her. So uh, you had already had her for a year, so maybe he was telling me that. But sometimes when you're reading the energy coming in, it's you're doing the best to, where it's not garbled. 
you know, what you're supposed to deliver, send and receive. But I was tuning yeah. in the best I could. So, you know, the message of getting you tuned in and then having her was comfort to him, you know, because love, Good. you can't replace love, but uh, she should live a longer life. Oh, maybe. <laughs> so how old is she right now? Four? She, no, she, yeah, they said that she was two, but her paperwork oh. was screwed. One of them said September, uh-huh. one of them said November, and I said, which one is the true one? And they said November, but I don't I don't trust those that paperwork anymore. Yeah. Well, he's telling me she'll live longer than he did, so that's a good thing. So you just take really good care of your friend there. And be very good to her, and uh, he's oh. very happy about that because he wanted you to have a female blackish blue, whatever blue black or that color. Yeah, <laughs> and, amazing. You've already got it within yeah. a year ago. Interesting. Well, okay. Yeah, she came I guess like right before that. Christmas. Yeah, I think she came like in September or something. It was before Christmas. She was here around Christmas, New Year. She was. I was with them both in New Year, so that was great to have them both How long did he together. get to know her? Sorry? How long did he get to know her, your, the, the black Um, Like November, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August. Yeah, about a year, about over, oh, yeah, about a year, I would say, give or take. They were okay. together. Because, yeah, because he, I don't sense any jealousy, only love and comfort. No jealousy whatsoever no. from him. Uh-huh. Yeah, there was, no, he's he's just, he's such an honorable soul that there's absolutely mm-hmm. no jealousy suspected. The moment he saw her, he was giving her kisses. I was like, oh, that's a blessing <laughs> from him. He's blessing really? her <laughs> into the family that we are. You know, well, unless you have animals, folks, it's hard to know. But our, sometimes our extended family goes to our animals, and I'm one of those people. I have a Shih Tzu, a little girl that my husband brought home, and uh, oh my gosh, I've just she's my life. She, you know, does everything. She's laying here, right here by me now, oh, sleeping. But I'm so glad you have her. <laughs> yeah, oh. it's great. Yeah, well, we better get girl. the show getting to be the animal psychic show. So. I, know, <laughs> I better get back I to Richard C. Well, thank you so much for calling. And you take care of your little black Pekingese. And uh, yeah. she's going to live a lot, long, healthy life. And he's so glad you've mm-hmm. got her. So just know that, uh-huh. you know, he had a great toy and a friend with you that opened the door to you know, the channel that, yes, you can speak to him and he can may or may not put ideas in your head, but if a thought comes, just accept it, you know, because yeah. he's he's very pleased with you being comforted by this little girl, Black Pickney. So I guess oh, yeah. I don't know why yeah. he was telling me, like, the can replace him, but she was already there. But that's okay. I got it. So, no, the replacing right, well, thing, like I, I've been thinking about myself replacing or, he, this dog will never. Re- I was. Ma- I made sure that he knew that this dog is never ever going to replace you. There's no way you can be replaced. 
your place is number one in my life. <laughs> so it's like I really was thinking about that. Like, oh, it, so now if he passes, I'm going to be with her, and that made me very upset. So everybody has a different place in my heart, in my being, an imprint, you know, that only, you know, yes, everyone well, he wants you to take care of her. He he wants to be a bigger dog, so let him come back and do his thing. But, no, a lot of times four to eight months are longer. It depends. Even if you're at a lower level of existence or thoughts, but as you uh, essence up or level up your energy or want more, and as long as you're a good soul, a good, kind soul that's growing in the universe, it will send you where you want to go. But, you know, they have guides and angels, too, just like we do. But if that's what he wants, he may sign it. That might be what he gets. But just, you know, be kind if you ever see a a, a German Shepherd dog or you know, around you in the next few years. Just be watching well, for him. Well, the thing about the friend. German Shepherd, the thing about the German Shepherd, let me explain that. When I first got him, and I, I've been thinking about this lately, the German Shepherd, I met this woman. She she used to go to the same church as I did, and she invited me to her house, and she showed me pictures of her German shepherd that she used to be completely mad about. And I think she had, like, two German shepherds, and she wanted to give Bodie some, my dog, some beef and this and that because, like, the German shepherd thing, that happened in – like at the beginning and now he's passed on and another and now again the German shepherd comes up so it's full circle full circle right here absolutely amazing whatever that means I don't know but it is full circle because he's when he came into my life it was German shepherd and there that friend and now you mentioning the German shepherd it's like I've come full circle well, it's synchronicity. It is. It is. Well, a cycle has been cycle. completed. <laughs> Maybe you should be teaching on the radio. <laughs> well, a friend, uh, I love, really appreciate I your, your energy. Well, thank you. We uh, appreciate you. Well, yeah, I, I love your place. Buddy's in a good place, and you take care of that little girl and live a long life with her, okay? You've got your hands full now. Yeah, Thank you. Okay, Richard, back to you. What do you think of all this stuff, Pastor Rick? Do what now? What do I think about all that? It's interesting is all I can say. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, interesting that you can tune in. uh, If you're willing to, folks, anything is possible, all thoughts or things. Things tend to be uh, essence and energy we portray out to others, and we pick up each other's energy and essence, and if you help us, we can help you. But, you know, it's uh, getting back in the saddle. People know if we're here. I didn't even put up we were going to do that, but that's uh, part of our show now. And, Richard, just always be ready. You know, we're all about phenomenology and talking about essence and that it can be anything and everything. And who says all those ants that you're walking over, who says their world is not any more or less important than yours? Because if you believe if we're all part of the source and energy cannot be 
uncreated? How how is that said, Richard, in spiritual science? Because nothing ever energy, ceases to exist. Energy and essence or the divine spark that creates all within the confounds of creation, which is limitless and exponential and in creation itself, uh, energy just changes, it transforms. So therefore, uh, you know, we go from this form to another form to another form to another form until eventually we get to the place where we most want to be uh, energetically, vibrationally, frequency-wise, the whole, whole nine. So nothing... So as far as the spark energetically never ceases to exist. And folks, if you tune in, everybody has uh, essence. Everybody is energy. Everybody is a light worker. Everybody is a truth seeker. These are just words we put on ourselves to explain somewhat of what we're doing here because time is, uh, I always think time is of the essence, right? <laughs> the big essence. But yes, time is essence because that's all we have here and it's ticking away. Everybody has heartbeats and that is your internal clock. And that you also have a brain in your heart. A lot of people don't understand how the system works. But as we come down into these units, whether it's a dog, a cat, a rock, a tree, uh, water has intelligence. Uh, everything has a level of of knowing, of, of essence, knowingness. And we have uh, created this together with our thoughts. These thoughts and these words and these stories uh, is the love we have for our reality. And that is the glue that holds everything together. And when we break it down and get down to the most minute part of ourselves, we can track it in science, in these rhythms and vibrations of essence. And now uh, what I'm learning with others in science is how we send out these waves of our intentions and we portray them as uh, a thought that goes on forever, just like a radio airwave. So when we exit whatever container we're in, be it tree, be it rock. I know that sounds funny, but I've been one. I know what it feels like, uh, and I'm used to not talk this weird. <laughs> but we're in 2021, and for me, my heartbeats are, are – I don't have as many. I'm approaching 70 now, and I'm hoping I'll get to stay till 125 135 maybe, uh, depending uh, on how we do our Ascension Church Ohana here. But mostly the need that Richard and I fulfill is helping you on your spiritual path. So we appreciate these ladies tuning in today because Richard said, well, I guess they'll, whoever find us will find us, didn't you, Richard? <laughs> yes, I did. You want to talk? <laughs> you think? Yeah. Richard, talk about that. Why essence attracts? How did I attract you? I, I know it was with the UAP word and the red pyramid, but was that all there was? What were you looking for, Richard, in that period of your life in 2020? Give us that little spark of light that got you to this radio show. It was something well, I mean, very we, we did know beautiful. Each other, we did know each other vaguely on in LinkedIn. 
you know, just as personalities. We hadn't really chatted or anything of that, but we were already aware of each other as far as that's concerned. Uh, As far as what happened with uh, the the pyramid and so forth, uh, I would have to say that that was higher self saying, hey, you need to reach out and call this lady because there's a connectedness there. There's a purpose to be served. So you could say it was divine inspiration. You could say it was uh, intuition. You could say it was telepathy. You could say it was, uh, I like to go along the lines that, you know, on an upper level, when we start talking of essence, per se, or our spiritual nature, uh, we each recognize each other from afar because we are very familiar with our resonance or our frequency or our vibration or our harmonic signature, you could say, because we each have a harmonic signature uh, that is what is vibrated out from the essence of our being. So naturally, when you come in contact with those that you have spent time with, in past lives or possibly on other planets or possibly in other galaxies or universes for that matter. Uh, there is this vibrational frequency that is recognized and it's like, you know, it, it's, it's very easy to tune in or you're actually attracted magnetically to that frequency, you could say. Well, let's so there. talk about how we together can help people do what we do as psychics. Folks, there's everyone on their spiritual path has a gift for everyone else. We're all the gift. (laughs) People ask, what was that deal about the gift? We are it. And to be positive motivational speakers on live radio and then having these wonderful people find a place in their heart to ask just give me a glimmer of hope for something that has been a part of me or I want to express this about me or, you know, let me speak uh, to those that have passed. Uh, That makes us psychic mediums. But what it is is learning to tune in to all that is available to all of us in all the dimensions, in all the realms. And the order that it is received is really based on your level of belief. Now, how I began teaching as a psychic woman, I learned a lot on my own, even though I did have teachers on my path. Most of them were nurses. Uh, The first one in Houston, uh, I I I met through a gentleman that was an electrician, oddly enough. I was an investigator working, (coughs) working for a rich attorney, and he wanted that attorney. And I don't know how he found me. He came to me as a client investigator because I did investigations. As a psychic, a lot of us do tune in to being in law enforcement and vice versa. Law enforcement winds up doing psychic work and that of the dead. And uh, really, there not, nothing is ever dead other than, uh, you know, ashes to ashes and dust to dust uh, as far as the reality of a human goes or an animal for that matter. But Uh, The essence goes on. So if you can tune in and believe, this is what guided me to read certain books that helped me climb the steps to heaven, so to speak, a ladder. You've heard of Jacob's Ladder, angels going up and down to this reality is a fact. It's not fiction. 
So when you are leveling up in whatever you are, rock, tree, earth, because I believe it's all talking to me, it's all part of me, uh, everything around me is my illusion, delusion world, and each one of us has our own connection to source, God, higher purpose, uh, the ascension process of evolving up in the game of life including Richard. And when you tune in to other beings, you can show them. If you stand, have a friend. Any, it usually needs to be like Richard and I are talking to each other, a sender and a receiver. So psychology and psychic work goes together hand in hand in your spiritual journey and in the church of the people. The people are the church, and many world religions, even St. Peter, or Peter, uh, who was the rock for Jesus, of who he built his church on is how the Catholic Church came to be back in the day. But we won't go there as far as history, uh, which splintered off into many other religions, Protestant religions, et cetera, et cetera, and how we became the Ascension belief system. But most of your psychics that I've met all teach the same thing, and it is ascension, raising your awareness, your consciousness to become more of a psyche or soul, P-S-Y-C-H-E, look it up. It's based on your soul's origin, getting back to that which we obtained through source, which was our original and allowed us to be anything we chose to be. If you want to just lay out in the ocean and be a drop of water, that was allowed in any world. If you wanted to go and be a terraformer and put up trees or create your own world, you could level up and be that level. But it did take knowledge, knowledge of the tree of life and learning to communicate the word and the Word was the form through love, and that word love, we all know what it is. It's the most used word in the English language is agape or love, amore, whatever, in whatever language, however, it is the glue. And if the more you love yourself, the more you love God, your deity, your mother goddess, your source of all creation, Mother Earth and Father God, all of it, Earth, space. And do you know when Enoch, to go back full circle to the beginning when I started with Richard here, Enoch flying around was in a apparatus, a flying machine around the world. And this is one of our historical topics. And he was one of the first psychics like Solomon. Now, Enoch was the father of Methuselah which was the father of Moses, I believe, and uh, all those stories that we probably grew up, if you're an American or even uh, understand in English, uh, that we study the King James Version. But it's not the only version. So there's many ways to learn, including the psychic abilities. Many of the people back in Constantine's time took out the books, all the books that had to do with the near death or out of body are talking about the afterlife are your psychic abilities that we taught in the ancient mystery schools. So Richard and I being that we were part of those that were chosen, our, we chose ourselves by the way, but God, you can choose to be in service to self or others. 
And that's only two paths that God offered us with free will, serve him or serve ourselves. And both were told were correct. So you can't be wrong. Well, if you serve both, that is possible. You can have a twin flame as a soul mate. And you can also have a soul group as in other humans, other aliens that we talked about, Sirius, Pleiades, and various groups that have come down here in clusters and taught humanity. And off the coast of Africa, if we go back there, the psychic abilities were taught to come and go. And some of the women, and it's usually women clans, that learn to psychically transform. And that's what in the, today's time in folklore we call mermaids. They wanted to be able to swim and also be able to walk on earth as a human. So some of these folklore talks, they can't prove or disprove they're real, their thoughts and their things. Now, when I teach people to learn how to read auras, the best thing with you to do, like Richard and I sending and receiving, is in a physical reality, it's better than on screen because I could teach you on YouTube. But you can put a person up against a white wall, light wall, and look at them for a few minutes. And these cones in the back of your eyes will adjust to watching just focus on that person. And then when they move, you'll see the essence still on the wall. And that's very interesting that uh, this is a way we teach people that are non-believers in your aura or your psychic abilities. But your psychic abilities aren't only in sight or touch or taste or feel or hearing or the, your five. The six is your essence. And in our reality in metaphysics, we claim the uh, basics of your intention through source was created in the elements of fire, water, earth, and air, fire, water, earth, and air. And we use those four. And the fifth element is the essence of what and who we are. And this whole reality of this radio show with Richard T. Knight, metaphysician, Ascension Church Ohana, is based on that essence and teaching people about coming down here and being who you are and why you are. Richard, why are you walking around in a, in a male body? Because we went to the LGBTQ, et cetera, et cetera, question marks of uh, reality. But I've always felt like a man in a woman's body since I was born. I got upset in the third grade having to stand out. I'd already had hepatitis. I'd already died. I'd already gone out of this body and returned. And I was asked, upset with my mother making me wear a dress. You couldn't wear pants to school when I was a child. And I would freeze. So mother would buy us these leotards and think that's enough. I don't know if you girls remember leotards. They're like thin. They're like the women's pantyhose back with the girdles. But they, they were really just pantyhose. You pull them up, red, black was basic colors. But I was freezing. So Richard, help me out. How did you get in this man body, do you think? Because you're a very high-level soul. Obviously, the freedom of choice. I mean, you know, uh, 
and it's also, you know, that maybe this is the experience that I so chose as an essence, as, an, as a spiritual being, you know, uh, perhaps it was a mode of balance, previously having lived lives as a woman before, and of course, uh, maybe it, it could, one could even say that in essence form, I am male by nature. Who knows? I, uh, I can't really. Did you feel you know, masculine? I feel yes. masculine. I've always I felt masculine one hundred percent. Well, I've uh, always felt ma- masculine, but probably eighty-five percent. But I've always felt like I was playing dress up. I love RuPaul, folks. RuPaul Charles. Uh, uh, but uh, he is a man that dresses in drag, and I don't mind talking about it as our church because uh, he has become a multimillionaire, and he is married to another male, uh, and he lives out in Wyoming, I believe, and uh, has a beautiful home in California. I don't know him personally, but he came from nothing and made himself something, which many, many people do that, but he recognized what he was good at in talent and, and entertainment. And look at who he is today. And that could have happened for anybody and everybody. But what a strange spiritual path for a human to be on. And yet it exists in this reality. And to me, that is so far left. But yet he's very conscientious. He has wonderful morals. He's helped so many people. And yet look at him as he dressed. And I love him more looking at him as a woman I do as a man. So I'm wondering if he has more feminine traits, although he says, no, he's a man. And, you know, but he, uh, I don't know. I've never had that conversation. I'd like to have that in my reality. But uh, I, as a Christian woman growing up in America, thought myself masculine. I played, I wanted to play football, baseball, and all of that, but I was pretty and had to be like a cheerleader and a majorette. So I did what I was told to do, but I played baseball and I set funny. Some mother put me in uh, middle, I was in middle class, you know, like four bedroom, two bath, brick home, kind of rural suburbia, suburbia. You know, I don't, my mother worked and my dad worked and, but I was special and got a lot of treatment because I was the first of six children, uh, soon to be seven, but I got a lot of treatment of having to be told how to be a woman and go to classes to learn to set tables properly and talk properly and piano and ride horses and uh, equestrian life, so to speak. But I had a beautiful life in Houston, uh, Monroe, Louisiana, where I grew up in Houston, but I know my reality, so I want everybody to know that you're you are trained at some level to be a human, whether it's a good or bad, you can change yourself. So in this ascension process, whether you're male or female doesn't matter. Uh, What matters is that you learn to navigate your spiritual quest, your path while you're here. And we only have so many heartbeats, so go by that because time is not real. At least here on the planet, uh, we taught to learn from space uh, how a solar system revolves around. We're in a solar system, and this planet revolves around the sun. So, of course, man learned to stick a stick and follow a shadow, okay? So we can teach about the shadow teachings. But these are very deep level in mythology and theology and history and science, which you can all get 
And you need the education to understand how to navigate in space, in uh, on planets, in galaxies, and how we all are, no matter where you go, both male and female. Now, there's always been those that have crossed over, are crossing over, are uh, feeling other than, and that is part of the journey for these beings. It's not for us to judge or to, why are you black or why are you white or why were you brought up in Louisiana or Missouri or why were you brought up in California like Richard? But Richard and I have never met, but yet we are radio partners and we're soon to be radio uh, authors together in a book or many books in a series. Uh, for our Ascension Church Ohana, as well as our studies of our uh, investigative process. But Richard, with our opening, warm, and welcoming reality that's been here all this time, and they let us keep going, it's really all-encompassing on a spiritual essence path. But you'll notice key words uh, in this reality with psychic abilities being part of the spiritual journey and psychic mediums be able to talk to those others on the other side. Uh, you can only get better at it, folks. So I suggest you start trying to use all that you are. And if you feel like you're crazy, delusional, or whatever, for talking to someone that's passed, it's okay. They're still there, and they don't want you to forget them. And it's like Elvis has left the building is the message. The message being that Elvis may have left, but look at how much Elvis is still alive in so many ways of of his wife and his daughter and his family and even his house he left behind and uh, memorabilia. And these are things that are part of the story of who Elvis is. Now, you may not have that legendary uh, memory and music or in name or in notoriety or in Hollywood, so to speak, life or just being someone who met the president. But uh, the fact is that memory, when most people my age, Elvis was a big deal. He was like the first rock and roll, really famous star for moving and wearing costumes and dressing up. Uh, in today's time, like RuPaul, <laughs> Elvis Presley was being a character, and we learned how to be more than our music and our culture and outside of school, how to listen to music and how it would change our feelings. Now, richer feelings and emotions that we should keep under control and be at peace. We have yoga and uh, yogic studies. And uh, we'll be helping others with that. But controlling your essence, you are your essence first inside your body. And you should learn to navigate and not trigger your nervous system at a higher energy because it's very unhealthy if you're not in control. And I've been seeing a lot of people coming to me in in marriage counseling or counseling because of uh, this time on earth. COVID-19 and people uh, connected, and they connect to me uh, when I've got my time. Uh, We go by heartbeats, but on earth, uh, we go by, remember the shadow, the stick in the sand, and we've learned to come up all the way up to a great atomic type of clock that keeps the world 
moving in our heartbeats and how much time we have on the planet, and we all share that. So, Richard, talking about our essence while we're here, none of us know when we're going to transcend or pass. That is part of life and death. So life and death being part of who we are with the Ascension Age, this has got to be taught, understood, and always has been by those like in the Book of Enoch that came down and showed us how to do better things. So our ancient ancestors taught us, and they're in the ancient mystery schools. Do you want to talk about out-of-body, near-death, or life and living, why some of us are... You think that it's our free will out of body? Uh, should we talk a little about that? I guess. I mean, um, I see it from the perspective that we are spiritual beings and we kind of make sort of like a conscious choice, I guess you could say, as to whether our spirit is more or less producing the fabrication of our life story or if in fact our human consciousness is reaching out to our spirit so that in turn we gain a deeper understanding of who and what we are. And of course when it comes to the topic of death, death the word itself means nothing more than change. And as we've already spoken, you know, that change is inevitable in all things. Nothing is ever static. Everything in the entirety of creation constantly changes. So when you start talking about near-death experiences, uh, are these psychological? Are they something that happened in reality? Well, from my personal perspective, uh, I was declared dead and was actually dead for 33 minutes. So I went you know, out of my body and saw a transition point or the face of God, uh, was shown the book of life and was told in no, no short matter that I needed to come back because there were hundreds of things that I needed yet to accomplish. Now, was that real? Yes, it was validated on a physical level that, you know, uh, it actually occurred and so forth. However, was that a choice? I think in a manner of speaking, yes, it was, because maybe at the age of 14 when this happened, Maybe I was at a point in life where I was ready to give up and just say, hey, you know, life doesn't have that much meaning. There doesn't seem to be that much clarity. There doesn't seem to be that much love and so forth. So it was like I had to be brought back up on a different level or different frequency of understanding to to know that, yes, we are always loved. We will always be loved. We are never alone. Uh, Our essence is connected to our creators, God and goddess, uh, or whatever, you know, name or identification you wish to give that, the source that is beyond us, the source that creates everything. Uh, And I think that we have near-death experiences as a reminder of where we have come from. I think that's the whole purpose that they truly serve, because actually it's very easy for us to get all caught up into the material world and identify ourselves as being those personalities that we identify ourselves as and all of those personalities get into. Now, yes, as far as uh, the gender association, uh, that's 
two, I think, is something that is decided on a spiritual level rather than on a physical level because now, of course, our science has ratified that it, on a genetic level, yes, this is something that is predetermined before our physical births or identified after our physical births as having come to be the personality that we will grow into. Um, you know, uh, so no, I don't, I don't believe that anyone freely would necessarily decide that they're going to be gay or decide that they're going to take this path or that path. I do believe that on a spiritual level that is probably true. However, we oftentimes do not make the connection between our physical consciousness or our mental consciousness and our spiritual consciousness to know what is true. So I would say that yes, we do determine for the most part where we are at and where we are going. But at the same time, we have this stream of uh, an adventure and a streaming of energy that is before us that allows us to create uh, in, an, in a field of vibrational frequency that allows us to participate and to encompass and incorporate within our experience all that we so choose to have or all that we so choose to experience. So I think it's neither... Um, you know, there's absolutely nothing written in stone other than the fact that we are, in essence, the children of our creators. And then, of course, you come forward, and some of us have been around for thousands of lives, and these thousands of lives have been at different epochs and different time frames, even different civilizations here on Earth, and in other categories, on other planets, in other civilizations, in this galaxy and in others, and possibly even in other universes, or if we start speaking dimensions, then we talk of frequency. And of course, frequency and vibration go hand in hand, because one is denoting a specific category, and the other is speaking in a generality. So when you speak frequency, you're speaking something very definitely denoted, such as, you know, the... Uh, if you were to speak music, then, of course, you would say C, or you could say E, or you could say F, and each of these, of course, have a very designated frequency. If you start speaking vibration, then that goes hand-in-hand hand with the frequency, but the vibration can be changed even so subtly, even though the frequency has it. And, and of course, I would draw your attention to the Selfagio tones, uh, and, and these vibrations, of course, are all produced at different megahertz levels. And when listened to, they create different vibrations and different frequencies within the brain. And since we are electromagnetic beings on a physical level, uh, these exposures to various vibrations and frequencies also bring about changes, um, not only physically, but also mentally in our nature one could say um so therefore if you pull for if you pull back out into creation itself we are all uh part of the essence of all and we all have a spark of that essence which denotes our individuality from creation itself and we each resonate and we each have a frequency and a vibration that identifies us as the being that we are so we can have multiple experiences all at the given same time, which of course, as Teresa's denoted time here, 
you know, our atomic clock and how we know the daily passes of the sun with the sun rising and the sun going down. And, and of course, we have a 24-hour period in which we measure our existence and our experience. But on the other side, when you come away from the earth, in that dimension or that frequency and vibration, there is no measure of time because time and reality is an illusion from the aspect being that you consider that in order for a being to encompass all that they are, you're speaking of being the past, the present, and your own future, all in the now moment. So from that perspective, then, of course, time becomes an illusion in and of itself because you have the past, which has already occurred, the now, which is happening presently, and, of course, the future, which is happening a moment from now. So by living in the now moment, one becomes encompassed in the actions, the thoughts, the perceptions, the emotions, and our intentions. So if you join them all together, this is what in turn also creates our outward experience. So if I am emotionally in tune to someone and want to render aid to that person by giving them emotional support, then naturally I'm going to join them emotionally. If I'm mentally attuned to someone and they have a problem or a situation that needs some kind of resolution or so forth, then I'm going to reach out to them mentally. If I am attuned to someone on a spiritual level, then I'm going to intuitively reach out to them and there is going to be an intuitive exchange uh, energetically from that person to me and therefore I will be able to connect with them and know what is going on with them as they in turn will be able to gain counsel from me because I can relate to that particular experience on an intuitive level. So, yes, we are all psychics. We are all, we are all born psychics because in our greater selves, uh, this is how we communicate. We communicate telepathically, intuitively, uh, without word. Uh, we relate to each other emotionally, again, without the necessity of that expression on a verbal level because our emotions uh, ride out from us, you could say, on a frequency or vibration. We are emitting these emotions not only to our immediate environment but to the universe as a whole. So you could say that in order to gain all that we have been depriving ourselves from, this is the path of ascension. So um, in regards to, you know, going back or circling back around to near-death experiences or vivid dreams or uh, dreams where it seems that the dream is more real than, than the reality in which we find ourselves, uh, again, we are unlimited beings with unlimited potential to experience all that is at any given moment. So if we so choose that we want to uh, imbibe, one could say, the energies of a forest and you know, uh, become one with trees, uh, you can walk into a forest and do so. Uh, you can pick up a rock and know how old the rock is or identify with the rock in all of its vast encompasses in regards to its creation. Uh, you can do the same with animals, okay? And we do the same with animals quite frequently, especially when it comes to dogs and cats and horses specifically because they become our um, 
family members to a large extent, and we attach to them emotionally, and we at, we attach to them intelligently. So uh, they become a part and parcel of us as we become a part and parcel of them. And that is why we say that all are together, all are the same. Because in reality, yes, we are all separate beings and we are all independent, yet we share the same fluidity of consciousness that is the vibration of love that created everything and continues to create everything moment by moment. I like so, that. We had we had a couple of people, one from Canada and one from Louisiana. I guess I scared them. I punched the button. They ran. <laughs> but, folks, if you want to be a part of the show from time to time, uh, we're always here on Sundays, uh, 4 to 6. And uh, I may show up and do one during the week. Uh, it just depends because it takes a lot of energy to hold space on the radio uh, and and to do psychic light body work the way that we do. And uh, it's hard to explain that uh, to anyone that isn't a healer or a uh, spiritual worker in the church of the people. And uh, we are mystics, oracles, psychics, sages, seers, shaman, and many other names through the years, yogis and uh, past life experiencers, near-death experiencers, and me also being a near-death experiencer many times on this planet. And uh, we're getting into the understanding that we need to be more open to everyone, whatever their spiritual path is, whatever their journey is on this planet. So please share the love and the good. Be good and know that if you can't, help someone, please don't harm them. There's no sense sharing harm in words in your space, and you don't know how long you're going to be here. So while you're here on the planet, think globally and think about how we can make the world a better place because the world is going to be here when you leave, when I leave, when Richard leaves. The world will still be here for those that are creating it in the love and the glue of the stories that hold this reality together in the grid of the all I am. And the all I am is a philosophy, a theology, and actually it's a religion, whether people realize it or not. And the uh, all I am, uh, St. Germain, um, very famously, uh, various groups, some are called occults. But uh, it, it's really just a belief system of, of the all I am and how it came to be. And uh, there's uh, Madame Blavatsky uh, put St. Germain up on a high pedestal, and uh, I believe it was uh, 1700s. Uh, but uh, you can do your ancestry and follow your bloodline as far as your body goes, those that have family uh, ties. And everyone uh, that finds out their biological mother and father on the planet in uh, genealogy and heraldry and ancestry, those words go together. And many of the churches do that, especially the Salt Lake Temple and the Mormons uh, have always been known for keeping those records from back, I guess, before Joseph Smith and the Mormon church existed. Our 
uh, I don't know, the church that was the Catholic Church is probably the oldest, uh, but before that, we had uh, Zoroastrianism, Zoroastria, uh, it's hard for me to say, but it's one of the older world religions uh, that still exists today uh, that believe in life after death and also believe in life before life. <laughs> So that is what we call reincarnation. Mormons, I'm told, don't believe in reincarnation. However, I believe that everything is rotated and God don't make no trash. So it's recycled. (laughs) So that which we are will be recycled either ashes to ashes and dust to dust. You know, if uh, you don't believe in cremation, then... Uh, some of the old schools still believe in taking the body and being buried and that in some one famous day, the return of one of the gods or Jesus or whomever will raise the dead or those from the ground and have their bodies. My daughter and daughters believe that in the Christian faith. And uh, being that I've died in that I, in this reality, I've been inside my body trapped I don't feel like that's a good idea uh, because we come and go, we come and go, we rotate, we recycle, and we replenish our memories, that which we are as a soul and an essence and a light body. At the moment that our heart and brain stop working, one or the other or both, they don't uh, – I was there when my daughter died. Literally, it was it – was, Oh, it was terrible because she wanted to live so bad and she had a hemorrhage in her brain and they needed to know immediately if they could operate, but they stuck a pin in her, a needle in her arm and her arm swelled up and she she was just hemorrhaging from the type of uh, cancer she had in the hospital and it was hard to watch her lay there and die when her spirit wanted to stay and remain and she remained in her body for 12 to 16 hours uh, from the time she hemorrhaged 3.30 or 4, we got to the hospital till about 2, 2.16 at night, uh, but uh, the 15th of March, 2019. But that was a experience for me. But no one should see their child die in this reality, but first that was created. And how am I to curse the world that created that, that I am part of? Did I create that for myself? These are questions we ask about death and dying and when we experience the loss of something that was so dear and so loving and so much a part of our reality, be it an animal or a child or a loved one, our parents, our brothers and sisters that we've created a life with in our extended family. It's all part of us and the glue and those that we touch Every one of us is important. Every single one of us is a part of this reality. And when it's gone, it leaves a void. And most people with a void in their energy as a space filler soul down here doing their leveling up uh, in consciousness, awakening memory, love, and spirit is their essence that goes through their nervous system, their heart, their brain, that which motivates and alternates existence levels in every eternity in every immortal soul 
that was created from the beginning. And the knowledge you get from returning and knowing death and dying is really what drives us, is the love, the essence of energy that all is eternal and immortal. And these are words that need to be in your vocabulary, in your etymology, is the fact that all things exist and all things return back to the essence and the form from which it was created. And this is why we're sharing that alien civilizations exist and that psychics and psychic mediums are real in this eternity and that the spiritual space and science has always been. And you shouldn't be ashamed of having a religion or a faith or belief And it doesn't have to conform to the world religions that are already existing today. However, the future does have ascension as the ascension age in this time and epoch will be remembered as the ascension age with the unity of IA and the internet and the internet highway and the cyberspace community and culture that we're building now that is a little unique Uh, compared to those that don't understand that this has all existed prior and that on various other planets, we take people are missing every day in this world, especially in national parks, but people are taken and some taken in groups. Our species are a part of the human intelligence uh, level are as humans and you know we call ourselves sentient intelligent beings and those of us that have a head and legs and arms and a torso we accept that as our reality and we don't know much so to watch somebody die and go back to the origin I've watched my husband and my daughter die in my presence And to see them return backwards, it's almost like time reverses when those are strong and you're talking during the day, was just with you during the day. It was sunny. The world was normal. Everything was in this reality. And by the end of the night, they're gone. It's such a reality check for spirits that are here eternally and immortally to realize, however, I know I come and go in this body and I'm considered an alien ET or hybrid to some people because in some levels of people I'm a walk-in, others I'm just extraterrestrial, other I'm an alien. But to me, I'm just as human because I have a human body. But the essence and the energy that is me inside once when I was sick was trapped when I was a little girl in the third grade after I'd already had hepatitis and my liver was supposed to be healed, they sent me home after blood transfusion and I had died and come back. And I laid there on the bed and I could I was throwing up and I had diarrhea, I was laying on towels and I was so miserable. But in my in between raising to that conscious to throw up or have diarrhea or laying my mother over me and really worried because they already knew they'd lost me once and I'd come back in this body. I was adjusting and I would sink back in my brain and my memories and my thoughts as a human existence may have not been at the level I am today as a grown woman with grown woman thoughts. 
and leveling up as a woman, a mature woman, which is different by age or heartbeats that the body grows to. But at that time, I could feel and I was wondering through these mazes in my human skull and my human brain. And it's a terrible feeling. You're trapped in a maze. And you'll see that throughout eternity and especially here on the planet, and uh, the royal families know about this. They know a lot of things that weren't taught to humankind overall based on reality that comes and goes and Mother Earth cleans up. But as we learn, we teach each other. But it's a terrible thing to be caught as an essence or, or a being, a light being or a memory or an energy that you are inside. So if you will, remember, take a minute every day for yourself. Close your eyes when you wake up in the morning or when you're going to bed at night. These are the times that are most cherished by myself. But take a minute to just be who you are with your eyes closed. Hopefully you can be here and know who you are, but you can still hear. But you're trapped inside your mind and you can't see. You need to practice the meditation of knowing who you are as an essence, as an entity, as one that travels the universe, that is an immortal essence, light being, and a soul that is part of all that is and what you want to become in the future. And the future is now, folks. How that is explained logically, psychologically, rationally is me knowing how many times I've left my body and died and came back and how many times I've had trials like Enoch flying around, Enoch, all right, or other world leaders that came and went and told their stories and was amazed by these beings, uh, these powerful ones that had more knowledge than we did. But here on the planet, these lessons I keep getting, I know and I can see them in the future. I'm a precog but a precognitionist, but this is also part of my training here on the planet. And people that are really just worried about food, clothing, shelter, transportation, jobs, the things that keep you in stress and anxiety, if you'll just remember that you are in essence an immortal soul is the message that we bring to you today, that you are a light being, a pure spark of memory, essence, and energy. And these stories that we tell ourselves and others is what keeps us alive today in this reality. And there are many dimensions. There are many realms. There are many cultures. And many of them come down and have seeded the planet in different colors to separate themselves and their culture of identity, and that's all it was for, was how their people from their place in space and this reality came through in this Milky Way galaxy and represented themselves here at their level of being essence and energy and souls. And we can't fault that just because they have a unique way of expressing who they are through their 
melanin in their skin or the way they represent who they are as individuals or as a group or a team or a clan or a tribe. And there is a tribalism in cultures all over the earth. And these are what started their gathering and their religions based on those who came before, whether they are the Anunnaki or the Anu An or that lived in Ur or whatever, their Pleiadians or their uh, serious beings are, wherever they come from, there's many stories. They're all related to those from the heavens came or from other places in space. And even Enoch thought of it as a, a flat land, so to speak, with a dome over it looking down because he only knew what he knew at that time. But I'm telling you, if you will be who you are and adopt that you are a light being, in essence, only visiting this planet, and you're only traveling in this particular physical vehicle that you have as a physical being, you will be much happier because you will allow the essence of the third party, your creator, to come in and allow the Holy Spirit or that which is your essence and oversoul. We call it by many names in the Akashic field and in the beings that live that are the powerful ones from oversouls that teach you in another reality. And you need to always have that when you close your eyes and you go within yourself and be calm and be at peace and know that you're in a safe place. And this is always important on a daily basis to be in the future. And this is the time that you can be guided if you ask for it by your guides, your angels, those that are in your tribe, your soulmate, those that you travel the universe with. There's other universes besides this one, and some stack on top of each other. And we'll get into that in the future, but we can't teach everything today. But the future is now. You be in the now and know that you exist. And when it's time to open your eyes and become one with this reality, and walk and talk and be and do and have, make sure that you're always comforted with your soul inside your body, and this is only temporary, and this too will pass, because all things of essence and energy are always in the flow, always traveling, and the chaos we feel when things are shook up is part of that which is balance. There's always order and there's always chaos. And if you get comfortable, you don't learn much. If you get very comfortable in your reality and it becomes stagnant like a pond of water with no flow through from any stirring of the water in your body, which you're mostly water anyway, just like the planet is mostly water. So we're all connected at this level, more water than anything else and that water has intelligence. So we are here to guide each other and be friends and help each other. And that's what these Sundays are all about. So, uh, Richard, we're out of time. Would you like to possibly, is there another day you'd be willing to dedicate to coming on during the week maybe that we could plan? Is Thursday good or Wednesday? Either of those, maybe, who knows. Uh, we'll okay. just have to see as, as things come about, you know. 
That was a very beautiful presentation, by the way. Oh, well, thank you. I guess. Uh, I didn't know I was going to present that, but it is. Thank you very much, Richard. Richard and I hopefully will grow folks for you to uh, be your directors. It's an honor to be here today and to be with you. Thank you, all of you, because without you, the listening audience, we couldn't do what we do or be here now to be universal uh, immortal souls. Richard and I uh, will be back. Uh, we both represent ourselves as metaphysicians, and we serve God and the All I Am and Source. And so uh, welcome aboard, and we hope you will be part of us. So. Richard, I thank uh, you so much. You did a good job keeping me supported in the world and the universe and all those out there that needed to know that we would show up today and be here. And I know if we touch just one little part of spirit, essence, and one soul, we've done our job to bring them back to the reality that we are all of God and the source and that God don't make no trash. So <laughs> however you Absolutely. hear it, folks. Share the Ascension Church Ohana with us. We are the Ascension Cosmos Oracles, Richard T. Knight of Georgia, and formerly of California, and Teresa J. Morris, formerly of Louisiana, Texas, Kentucky, but mainly Florida now. I'm in the panhandle of Gulf Breeze, Florida, Mecca for UFO reality. And I've got the new Florida UFO org, and uh, we'll be pulling that together as time goes on. Richard, uh, I guess uh, if we can, folks, we'll be back in the middle of the week, Wednesday or Thursday probably, uh, just to share as uh, spirit as we're guided to do so. Be nice, stay good, share spirit, share love, and you know that you live the life you're telling and that is, you are the author of your own life story. So stay on the path of good. Tell others to be good. And please don't harm others. And please, from this day forward, watch. This is a reset day. So reset yourself and please be kind. And keep your spirit balanced so you can ride the waves of order and chaos or always be the one in the room that is practicing your chi and your qigong and roll those thoughts back through your brain and know you could be caught. And the best thing to do is to stay moving in the flow, go with the flow, and create something. Be a co-creator with us here in cyberspace. All right, Richard, I guess that's it. Would you like to tell people anything? They can. You're, you're big on Facebook groups. Uh, Tell them how to find you on Facebook so they can get back to us. Well, you can find me. Uh, I run a group called Inspired Inspiration, Divinely Inspired Inspirations. Um, and it's welcome. It's open, open forum and welcome to any and all participants. Uh, of course, you can look me up as Richard Knight, and you'll know it's me because my profile shows an angel holding a sword. Uh, yeah, I was... I'm a warrior amongst many other hats, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, and you can also find me uh, as rtknight35 at gmail.com. And you can also look me up on a LinkedIn profile as Richard T. Knight. And that's the best, probably email would probably be the most uh, accurate and most uh, forthcoming way to contact me. 
but we appreciate you all for listening in. We appreciate your presence here with us. And uh, Teresa? All right. Mine is TJ Morris Agency at gmail.com. I'm an individual soul service, agent of service for several people, our associations, a lot of nonprofit groups, so agent of service. So TJ Morris Agency. I'm also psychic medium TJ at gmail.com. Uh, and uh, my friends that are in the psychic medium business, have asked me to market and promote myself more that way. Uh, They say, we know you're a psychic, and some of them are with television, but they really want me to be out there. The reason is is I just have really been getting over things in everyday world that will make you realize how special your time is here. But I'm ready to give again and give and share, so we'll do more of this. Thank you, Richard, for participating and keeping this world religion of faith and belief that alien civilizations exist and that we are the authors of our own life story and the Ascension Cosmos Oracles Live. We are uh, special people, no doubt. So all of you out there that want to join us, let Richard know, and he'll sign you up to our ACO club for our Ascension Cosmos Oracles. Love and light, folks. Uh, you can find me on Patreon, too, Teresa with an H, Teresa J. Morris. Oh, this TeresaJMorris.com or Teresa J. Morris on Patreon if you need me on a project. All right. Thank you, Richard. Love and light. We will see everybody when we see you, hopefully sometime during the middle of the week. Thank you. Love and light. Thank you, Richard. Thank you. Love and light.